Good morning. It is December 28th. It is six minutes after 10. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Thank you for listening this morning. Rob Kendall has the day off. And in his place, we have Brian Baker joining us. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Thank you for having me on as a B-team player here, mm. uh, Casey. It's a joy to join you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, are, aren't we all grateful for this opportunity to uh, speak to the fine people of Indianapolis and all those listening online, including my parents who are probably tuning in as well, even mm-hmm. though they're staying with us and we have plenty of chances to visit, but I'm sure they're listening to the show. Well, they're obligated. The other people we're going to have to pay, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Let, up. Let's talk about what's going on with the libs of TikTok. So the oh. Identity behind the viral Twitter account, Libs of TikTok, has been revealed. Her name is Chea Rachik, and she went on Tucker Carlson the other day, and she put uh, her face with the formerly anonymous account. Of course, her profile, she was doxxed. She wanted to be anonymous, and then she was doxxed by the Washington Post, and she decided, well, y'all know who I am. I guess I'm going to have to come out and talk about it. And uh, she revealed on Tucker Carlson why she... She came out and she pretty much said at this point, she's done all that she can do with the Twitter account, Libs of TikTok. She's exposed them and now it's time to up her game and go even farther. And she can't do that while remaining anonymous. And since they've already put her face out there and her address and her name, that she might as well just embrace it and keep going with her message. I mean, that's the interesting thing about this is that in the end, they ultimately did her a favor Mm -hmm. because now she's going to have a much larger platform. She's going to benefit from being on a a larger platform and having access to people that she maybe didn't before. So in the end, I mean, even though it was very frightening, I'm sure, for her because she was ambushed essentially with this with being doxxed. But look at how she has managed to turn that around on them. So I give her a lot of credit and frankly libs of tiktok i'm not a big fan of twitter i primarily use it to harass the president of the united states but i do follow that account and i must say it's as funny as it is terrifying Mm. (laughs) yeah well she was uh speaking with tucker carlson and she shared her feelings on the content let's take a listen i think there's um there's something so unique about the LGBTQ community has become this cult and it's so captivating and it pulls people in so strongly, unlike anything we've ever seen. Um, and they they brainwash um, people to join and they convince them of all of these things. Um, and it's really, really hard to get out of it. It's really difficult. And, and there are studies on this. Like there have been there's been a lot of reporting on this about people uh, parents who are like, you know, my child is is starting to say, you know, that they're non-binary or transgender or whatever. And how, what do I do? How do I how do I stop this? And it's really, really difficult. 
So she said that she started doing libs of TikTok because it was during the pandemic and she was just discovering the app TikTok like a lot of people. And she said she was seeing all of these videos and she couldn't believe what was being expressed. Adults allegedly sexually exploiting children under the guise of progressive rhetoric. And some of it included sexually explicit and gender ideology content from inside classrooms. And her point was to make an encyclopedia of crazy almost like let's put it all in one place so you can see all of it and she never really editorialized anything she didn't post a lot of it with any comments or opinions it was just a landing place for it and she said that these progressives and blue hairs or whatever they want their content out there but they don't want us to see it. So they're allowed yeah. to post it, but we're not allowed to notice it. So the crime is noticing what they're doing. Yeah, which, I mean, that's part of the twisted ideology right there. But this is, when she talks about how it's really become a, a, a political movement, that's the challenge right there. And that is where I think a lot of people get lost and falsely are accused of being bigoted or, uh, you know, uh, or racist, because racist is the catch-all term for everything now. But it's one thing when you are just designating, uh, you know, your, yourself and saying, well, uh, this is my sexual preference. But when it becomes a political movement and when you're trying to uh, you know, influence the education system and get into areas where you really don't belong, and it's so sick the way they do it because, uh, well, you know, it's all for the children and they will cite you all of these statistics about how kids are, are, are killing themselves if they're struggling with these issues. You know, there's a way that we can be sensitive to kids that find themselves in this situation without having to get into a political war. But the challenge now is that some kids, I think, Uh, Number one, they become confused. I mean, listen, for the most part, kids kind of naturally sort of know these things and figure them out on their own until we start screwing them up with stuff and not leading them as parents, just saying, well, they can make the choice. No, they can't. They're four. They're five. They're six years old. It's your job as the parent to lead them and guide them. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, it has become the new tattoo or, uh, you know, having purple hair or or, uh, getting your ear pierced. I mean, there's something about this generation that is embracing this as a way of somehow establishing an identity that separates them from their friends and makes them special. Mm. And when it goes so far as to mutilating their bodies, that's where they've now made a decision that their parents have sanctioned that is going to have horrific ramifications for them throughout life. And there are plenty of people out there that got caught up in it at a young age, and they are now speaking out against it and trying to, to get things to go back the way they were and not be pushing this kind of crap down these kids' throats because they're not in a developmental stage that they are capable of handling it. And that's what she was saying, that it's a form of brainwashing and that it is so hard to get out of it once you're in it. Her account faced lots of hurdles, not only from critics, but also censorship from big tech. And the interesting part of that is that she did not 
express a lot of opinions about it. She just reposted. Somebody else was making this content and she was just reposting it. And yet her accounts were the ones, was the one that was being suspended or censored. And she said that a lot of parents groups reached out to her asking for help. And she was getting a lot of requests from people to expose and push back against the left. And she said, well, since she's been doxxed and her name and face is out there, she's now now she's going to keep going. She's making plans for speaking engagements, and she hopes to become more involved. And this is somebody who had, z- she was apolitical. She she had zero, I mean, she obviously had her own opinions and thoughts, uh, but had never done anything about it in the past. So no. this is a hobbyist who has turned activist. And if you look at it that way, she is it's somewhat inspiring to people who are maybe listening to us and it gets them angry, but they've never done anything about it before. Well, take a look at this woman. I'm sure she would tell you that it has not been an easy process for her to go through being doxxed by the Washington Post and the hateful, uh, you know, comments that come at her. It's uh, probably very unsettling and not easy for her, but she's she's turning it around and, and doing something about it. Well, and I also just quickly here, Casey, want to point out that as much destruction that was brought as a result of the pandemic, there was one really good thing that came out of it, which is that parents started paying attention to what their kids were being told in schools. Mm -hmm. They got focused again. And that really is is critical because there's been a lot of damage done. Uh, There have been uh, some of this is decades in the making, but. Parents, it's tough, man. You're busy. The cost of living is so much higher. And so you've got two working parents and there's the stress of being able to provide, plus all of the other garbage that we've had to deal with here over the last couple of years. And so it's very easy to get distracted and not be invested daily in what your child is learning and being told. And it is so critical because ultimately, if you are not able to be involved, you're putting their future in other people's hands. And I'm just not comfortable with that, at least with my family. Yeah. It is 15 minutes after 10. This is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Good morning.